welcome to the First and Ten Podcast. Uh, that's a hot take. That's a scorching take. Uh, I'm not afraid to be bold, though. Thriving, surviving, and watching Rutgers football. There's nothing to respect about Rutgers. You know what? It's pain, but we look good while we do it, man. Hello and welcome to the First and Ten Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Feltz, here in Indianapolis, Indiana, recording this on the evening of Thursday, July 30th, 2020, but this is going up on Saturday, August 1st. Uh, we've got a scoop here. You heard it first on the First and Ten. We've got some brand new uh, Indiana football recruiting news uh, we're going to go over in a minute, and Reed Murray and Griffin Healy, my two co-hosts, are here. Uh, but let's introduce our guest today. Today, when you're listening to this, he committed to the Indiana Hoosiers. His name is Josh Sales. He's from Brownsburg, Indiana, and he is an offensive tackle. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, and I can speak for my two co-hosts and say that we're very excited to have you on the Thankful for you for coming on. Definitely about to be here. Awesome. So, uh, of course, your, your final three, it came down to IU, Purdue, and Arizona State. And eventually uh, – the choice was the Hoosiers. So I just want to know at the end of the day, what stood out to you about IU and their pitch to you? Why are you a Hoosier? Um, it really was a lot of it with the culture, um, being where they're at. It's close to home. You know, a lot of my family is in Indiana. Um, so they'll be able to come to games and such. And also the coaching staff, like I know that um, Coach Hiller, Coach Allen, and all the other uh, coaches at IU, they're really all in on developing me and they have a history of developing offensive tackles and um, I just feel like it would be the best place for me to reach for reach my goals right and uh there there were two things there that that I noticed and that was the close to home and the developmental and uh I wouldn't hit on both of those but first uh it's close to home and uh IU actually with your commitment uh according to 24-7 at least uh two of the top three players in the state of Indiana Yourself and Donovan McCauley are both headed to Indiana in 2021. So how much has the coaching staff emphasized uh, locking down the state of Indiana? And uh, what does that pitch meant to you? Um, it's really been a big emphasis. Like, they've always talked about how they want to bring the best guys in from the state to represent the state at the state's university. And um, that always felt, it felt good knowing I'd be able to – I would be able to – or have the opportunity to represent my state where I'm from and represent uh, the university has always been a great – and they've always expressed to me from the very beginning, me and me and Donovan, if you ask him, he'll say the same. They've always expressed that we were very high, very high priority for them to get. And so, as you can see, I guess it worked out. Yeah, and uh, you talk about Donovan McCauley, the quarterback from Lawrence North High School. Uh, he committed to IU about two months ago at this point. Uh, have you got, have you guys been in contact before? I saw you tweeted when he committed to IU. Uh, what's your relationship with him like? Yeah, uh, it's funny because um, I've I've been talking to Donovan long before he committed, and long definitely long before I committed, we were kind of talking to each other and um, going through some things uh, as a like as a group. Just not necessarily as a group, just like kind of going back and forth, bouncing ideas off each other for what we could see for the future. So I would say he definitely was a he definitely. Knowing that he was gonna go to Indiana, definitely, guess you could say gave us gave us a little nudge. He like we um we basically like 
yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so uh, you and Macaulay both headed to IU in 2021. And the other thing I noticed when you were talking about uh, the different things that drew you t- to the Hoosiers uh, was the development. And four out of the last five years in the NFL draft, an IU offensive lineman has been selected. And uh, what was it that sold you on the development of offensive tackles in particular uh, on that IU coaching staff? Really, it was just knowing um, Coach Hill and knowing his past and what he's done as a coaching assistant. Like, he's 26-year career. He's put 20-plus guys into the NFL, all offensive linemen. So, that just goes to show, like, he knows what he's doing. And even looking back, like, he doesn't necessarily have top-tier talent. Like, not, not, not downing any of those guys. But he hasn't necessarily had, like, the best talent to work with, to mold, I guess you could say. And so it, I just really felt like if I got to that program and got with him, he could really help. He, he could help me and put, help me get on the path to becoming what I want to become. Absolutely. Yeah, um, and when you talk about when you're uh, you know looking for what you want to become, uh, sorry, I was I was thinking about who did you look up to growing up? Whether that's somebody in your personal life or an NFL or college player, or who were your role models uh, who really helped you kind of get to where you are today? Um, if we're talking about role models, um, I would definitely say one of them was my grandmother. Uh, she raised me. She taught me. Makes me who I am today. Um, and I really appreciate her for that. Um, another one probably my dad. Um, he definitely, like, taught me the meaning of hard work and he still is to this day. Teach me how to work hard and just put your head down and work. Um, and if we're talking about a um, say uh, NFL role model, uh, I would definitely say a lot of um, – I would definitely say cause my, my, the offensive, offensive tackle I look, I look up to the most in the NFL right now is Taylor Lewan. Um, I just like the way he plays and everything. And, um, but honestly, and also uh, Ronnie Stanley for the Ravens. All right, yeah. Taylor Lewan, I definitely have to respect him as a Titans fan and a Nashvillian. Um, I think that kind of leads to the next question. Is, uh, what sets you apart? What's make, what makes you unique from the competition or even your teammates? What do you bring to the table? Um, I think it's my work ethic, personally. Um, I'm one of those guys that go in, work, do my job. I try to make people around me better by performing as best as I can. Um, I'm uh, uh, be asking my coaches and everything. They'll tell you um, I'm definitely one of the hardest. At least I try to be as much as I can one of the hardest workers, hardest workers on the team. It's not the hardest worker. And so I feel like that's another thing I bring. I also bring another sense of physicality, like, um, when I'm on the field, I like to finish guys, and then once they're finished, I like to finish them a little bit more. I don't, I don't stop. <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> and I was saying, and also I like, um, I like refining my technique. I'm, I, I feel like I'm a bit of a technician. Um, anything I can do to up my game, I do it. Any new way I know I can make myself better, I do it. Yeah, and we've talked to a few other IU offensive linemen. We talked to. Uh, we talked to Randy Holtz, we talked to Andy Vitrell, and both of those guys, too, uh, they were both very high on work ethic as being one of uh, their key factors, what they brought to the table. So uh, when IU talked to you, did they tell you, we want hard workers, and was that something uh, that attracted you to the Hoosiers? Um, they didn't necessarily say it, but like it has always been 
they've always kind of made it seem like I was like, like they always talk about how they talk to my coach and they hear I work hard. They talk to a lot of the other people around me and they say, man, this kid, he just, he just goes in and works every single day. And they said they love that. Like, um, my, um, they say, no, according to them, I'm selfless. And I just really try to work and make the team better as a whole. I'm not a really selfish player. Yeah. And, uh, you talk about what some of your high school coaches might've said, uh, you know, you, Brownsburg, of course, one of the top high school teams in, in the whole state. So many talented players year after year uh, in football, basketball, you name it. What does it mean to you to be part of that tradition at Brownsburg and, uh, you know, kind of add to the legacy? And what has Brownsburg done for you to make you a better player? Um, it actually it honestly means means a lot to be a part of this. Definitely, uh, it's definitely great to know. Like, um, I moved here, moved to Brownsburg from South Bend in January 2019. So ever since I moved, ever since I got here, Brownsburg just um, basically accepted me with open arms. Like if I if I wouldn't be in the position I am had I not came to Brownsburg and been around the coaching staff, so Coach Hart, Coach Yoder, Coach Dennis, all of those coaches, even OC Coach Whitaker, like all of us, all of them helped me, push me, Coach Nice, pushed me, our strength and conditioning coach pushed me to become the player I am today. Um. Um, it's just really been, like, honestly, a blessing, like, to be able to be around so many great coaches and even great players. Yeah, certainly one of the uh, most respected programs in the entire state uh, is Brownsburg. And uh, one one of the things when people think of Brownsburg football, I think of their rivalry with Avon. And uh, I saw a clip of you in the Avon game this year when Brownsburg upset Avon number one in 6A. Uh, I saw a clip of you just driving through a defensive end. So, uh, what have you taken away from playing in some of these huge games uh, at Brownsburg? Uh, you know, 6A, uh, some of the best teams in the state. What have you learned and what do you think that can help you bring to the table in the Big Ten? Um, I've definitely learned how to prepare. Like, um, we're going against, we go against top-tier defensive, and defensive linemen. Like, every team has players that are dudes on their, on their squad in 6A. So every single one on our roster has someone who's probably going to play D1 at some point um, on the roster. So it's really taught me how to prepare, how to how to just honestly just go because um, and rely on my rely on my, rely on my fundamentals because you might hear a lot of hype from certain guys and they might be hyped up like oh this player is this this player is that, but you know once you get on the field you have to let go of all that. There's no hype out here. It doesn't matter what your reputation is. I'm going to do my job as best as I can, and you're going, you're going to feel me, basically. And when you go into a big game like that, um, what is your pregame routine? What do you do to get yourself in the right mindset and you know you have a big opponent? Yeah, uh, honestly, I'm very quiet until it gets on the field. Like, um, I'll kind of just stick to myself. We'll be in the locker room. I listen to, listen to music, put my, put my headphones in, and just vibe out. Get get my mind right for the game. Make sure I'm working on my technique. Don't I don't let the crowd get to me. Once I put my helmet on, it's like putting on my suit of armor. I'm ready to go. And nothing else, nothing outside of that, nothing outside of those that that field really matters to me anymore. What's your go-to pregame song? Go-to pregame song. Um, I have to say, "First Day Out" by T. Grizzly. Very good track. T. Grizzly. I like that choice.
Uh, and you talk about you go against these top tier defenses every every single week, week in and week out, and every team has got at least one D one guy. Uh, assuming you're out there this season, uh, and I think we can get to that later if we think there's going to be a season or not. Uh, are you going to be trying to push any guys to go to IU? Um, I definitely will be. Uh, definitely, you know, a lot of times players are the biggest recruited for either school, so I definitely will be. Like maybe after pancake, I've a couple guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm going to <laughs> to sometime. You know, and, I'm up. And, <laughs> and I'm curious from from the players' perspective, how much recruiting between the players goes on behind the scenes? Uh, it's it's a lot. It's much more than. Yeah, honestly, I didn't even I didn't even know how much there was. Like every, like uh, for instance, uh, the Hoosier, the first recruit. Well, um, first uh, one of their first recruits, uh, Cooper, Cooper Jones. He um he contact he contacted me immediately. Like almost right after you committed. And I had already met a couple of them, like I friends with Aaron Stein, but I had met, I met him at a uh, when we went to when I went to last time I was in Bloomington, as a matter of fact, and um, I didn't even know who he was. I was we just started talking to each other. We had, we just kind of sparked up a little chemistry at the basketball game, and it was just like, hey, what's your name, man? Oh, I'm Aaron. Hey, I'm Judge. You know, <laughs> it was just like, and then when he committed, I was like, oh, I remember him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Then he texted me and he just started chopping it up from there. That's awesome. You, it's really stuff that the average fan, they might not even have any clue is going on. But uh, once you kind of dig a little deeper, you find out that that's going on. I, I learned that too. So that, that's that's cool to hear. Yeah, that's one of the big things about uh, – that's one of the first things uh, Coach Allen and even Coach Hiller told me. They, they told me that uh, – they told me that um, – like it's my job to recruit this class and bring the class together. That's basically one of the big things that they were stressing. Even me, Donovan, and some of the other recruits. Like once we commit, it's time to build the class and get the guys we're gonna play with. Yeah, and uh, circling back to the Hoosiers, um, obviously Indiana is about to have some of their best years in program history. They're on a real upward trend right now, and it's never really been a more exciting time to be a Hoosier fan. So. What is the upward trend that the Hoosiers have right now meant to you committing? Has that impacted your decision at all? Um, it definitely has a little bit. Um, honestly, I, I really just like the Hoosiers so much, and I like everything that they're building. Like, it just, it just goes to show that the stuff that they've been talking about behind the scenes has definitely been paying off for them. So it definitely has had an impact on that, yeah. So well, would you, I'm... you trust the coaches more when you see the success that they're talking about to you and then you see it happen on the field. Um, I would honestly, I would say it's more so. I I see I see the culture and I see mm-hmm. what they've been saying they've been doing. So it's just like I, I trust that you trust them as long as you see the yeah basically yeah as long as I see that you see the results you trust that everything they're talking about is legit. Yeah, and you talk about culture. That's one thing that has been consistent with every single Indiana player we've talked to. It's all about the culture. It's about LEO. It's about those three letters, love each other. Uh, Coach Allen has really built this whole team around. So what has LEO meant to you in becoming an Indian Hoosier? Um, it definitely has um, definitely impacted it a lot. Like that's one thing my and I would always talk about was our, like, I guess you could say our big three or big four things when it came to recruiting. It was always the culture of the team, 
like education because education of course is a big deal um then it's like how they're going to develop me it's always been those big things and like you know the culture leo like like all the guys love each other all the guys play for each other all the guys fight for each other it's like a bro it's a it's a real brotherhood right yeah. and and uh, another thing you talked about there we hit on the other two pillars the developments uh we hit on uh, the culture and the education uh i use obviously a great school but uh, do you have any idea? I know you're still going into your senior year, but are you starting to lead towards any major? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to be a business major. Of course, um, yeah. Kelly. Dad, yeah, that's what he was. And that's always what I've always been interested in. Did you grow up an IU fan by chance? I didn't, honestly. Uh, well, so, okay. So, funny story. Uh, well, not really funny, but okay. So, I started <laughs> I started um started football uh when I was in um when I was in eighth grade I was my first year playing football then that year was the it was the year that um Jason Spriggs he was a guy he was a guy from Elkhart he was an offensive tackle from um he was from Elkhart which is right up by South Bend where I'm from right and I saw him he went to Indiana he got drafted to the uh he got drafted to the Packers I want in the second round of the 2016 draft and that was my first time. And he and he ran the fastest 40 for offensive linemen at that year's combine. So that was really my first time ever hearing about Indian IU football ever. And, wow. Um, it's funny because Jason Spurgeon and, like, like, a lot of those, like, a lot of those tackles. Like, I, could, I could probably tell you, like, a lot of the tackles from the offensive linemen taken in that draft because that was, like, the first draft I ever actually watched. And I could see, okay, this these guys are – like not necessarily built like me, but these are some bigger guys, and they're making it happen at the highest level. This might be something I might be able to do one day. That's awesome. And one thing I noticed: so you didn't start playing football until eighth grade. How much of a learning curve was there for you starting at such an uh, older age? Um, it's funny because uh, I, I've, I've like I've, I started in eighth grade. That was my first year playing. I started. Uh, I was I was I was on varsity. Eighth grade year, uh, all I've like I've always been varsity, so it's kind of it's kind of wow. interesting. Like it it was a, it was definitely a learning curve, but you know, like a lot of times being <laughs> not the too long home, but I guess you could say being athletic and being bigger than everyone else yeah. helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's not a whole lot of kids can say they were, they were varsity as an eighth grader, let alone in their first ever season stepping onto a football field, putting on the pads. Yep. Hadn't even watched football before that. Hadn't really? watched before, really. Wow. Yep. I my dad he's always uh, he's always tried to get me to watch it with him. I used to I used to not necessarily hate it, but I was spending time with my dad, but I used to like I used to groan about it a little bit. I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> I don't even like this isn't even fun to watch. How long did so, it take for you to, to catch on and to learn what was going on? Um uh I'm a, I'm a I'm a pretty fast learner. It took me about um took me about until I want to say I really started picking it up going into my going into my freshman year and going into my sophomore year like it really became more of a okay like I started watching a lot more film on NFL guys and I was like okay they do this for this they do this for this and I began to just take bits and pieces from everybody's game and try to make my own like kind of craft it into my own I'm still doing it to this day like I look at all like of all types of offensive linemen. Like I look at I look at guard highlights, <laughs> like just for on physicality. Like for instance, like I told you about Taylor Lewan, Ronnie Stanley, 
uh, Laramie Tunsil, Tyron Smith, uh, David Boxer. Like I, I kind of take from all of those different, um, all of those different offensive linemen. But each of them has their own unique play style, and I'm trying to kind of bring everything together. Yeah. Um, so circling back to the whole football thing, it just it, it's kind of unusual that somebody doesn't get into football. Then, so were you a fan of other sports, or did you just not really like sports in general up until? You got into eighth grade. Yeah, well, uh, I had wrestled. I had me wrestling in sixth and seventh grade, and um, one of my uh, also also started wrestling uh, when I was in sixth grade. That was my first year ever doing the sport. Um, really? Yep. Uh, sixth grade, I was wrestling one ninety, and I was I was wow. I was, I was, I was, I was the I was the varsity wrestler, but uh, yeah, um, it definitely had a. I want to say. It was actually it was funny because there's this guy named Victor. He uh he was another wrestler on the team, and he had uh he had basically he had almost, he had almost dared me to do it. He he was, he was talking about how uh, he was like, oh man, when you get hit with pads on, it's a lot different. Yada, yada, yada. I was like, yeah, probably not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so then I just did it. And I said, you know, I'm playing no line. <laughs> what do you know? Oh. So when you started playing, did you go straight to O line, or did you play any other positions? Well, actually, yeah, I, I was I uh, de- I played um tight end and uh def- and defensive tackle and defensive basically D line. Um, and I played yeah. O line. So like, I, for instance, uh, my freshman year, my freshman sophomore year of high school, I played I played D tackle, and um I played D tackle and I played uh all O line, and then when I was in eighth grade, I played all the positions, all three of them. So, do you prefer offensive or defensive line? Uh, now I prefer offensive line. When I first switched to all, when I first started playing O line, I didn't really like it because I felt like I couldn't just pin my ears back and just make 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 plays. Mm-hmm. But once I really start understanding the intricacy of the O line and how important the position was, I definitely began to it definitely began to pick up. And nowadays, do you prefer blocking for run plays or pass plays, or do you not really have a preference? Ooh, ooh let me think. Um. I'm honestly like they, I'm, they're pretty much even. Like, there's nothing. I like I, I love the feeling of just completely just going into guys and just completely driving them off the ball. I love that, but at the same time, like I love the intricacies of pass pro, like mm-hmm. working on your sets, different types of sets. Like, I almost feel like run blocking is like I feel like O line is the perfect position, honestly, because it, it combines like. Brute, like I guess you could say, brute strength, and at the same time, you have to have a lot. I used to have finesse with it and pass pro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure if Donovan McCauley is your quarterback for a lot of your time at IU, you'll get to do a both running and pass blocking since he's such a dual threat. Yeah, probably both at the same time, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got to be able to switch on the fly. And I don't know what, what the quarterback play has been like for you in high school, but. Have you ever had to play with a dual threat quarterback before where you've had to kind of switch between run and pass blocking on the fly? Yep, I have my uh my freshman and sophomore year uh in um in South Bend we had a dual threat quarterback. And so it was it's definitely a lot different uh than playing with a pro style quarterback. So it's definitely a lot um it's it, I I would honestly say I like dual threat quarterbacks more than I like uh pro, pocket passing quarterbacks. Don't tell Benicia I said that though. <laughs> <laughs> and uh 
Do you think some of that experience with a dual threat QB is going to help you uh, win? I'm sure even if you get to play at IU like right away, you'd be playing with Penix who can run, but of course he's got a rocket arm and Donovan is a true dual threat quarterback. So getting to play with him, uh, you think that experience is going to help? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's definitely going to have a big impact. Like, um, I, I, I feel like a lot of tackles have never experienced a dual threat quarterback before. They're going to have um, – some issues with learning it. It's a little bit. It's like it's it's a it's, it's not a major difference, but it's a lot of difference because you have to definitely be way much more aware and pass pro. For instance, like if you're setting and um you feel they're all of a sudden they really really want to go outside. Ninety percent of the time the QB scrambling that way. Mm-hmm. So you just got to be able. To, you got to be much more aware and pass pro. Absolutely. And uh, I think this might be the last question for me. I don't know if you guys have anything left, but. Uh, Josh, I'm curious, in your four years, or maybe five if you read shirt, who knows, but in your time at IU, what do you think is possible for this program to achieve? What do you think the ceiling for IU football is? I honestly feel like the sky's the limit. I feel like definitely in my my time, they'll have the opportunity to play in the Rose Bowl, win the Big Ten Championship. I believe in everything Tom Allen says, and I'm, I'm all in on it. And that's what everybody has told us. It's always Rose Bowl, win the Big Ten. And uh, I love how unified this team is behind uh, those common goals. Everybody kind of has the same vision uh, for the program. And and I think it's possible. I think it's very possible that they can achieve it. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, Josh, what are your personal goals when you get to IU? Personal goals? Yeah. Um. Definitely. I'm gonna be honest. I'm definitely aiming for. Um. Definitely aiming for. Uh. Fresh. Definitely to get play time my freshman year. Um. Possibly. Like. You never know. Maybe get the job. We'll go in there and work. Just really. But definitely a big one. Just go in there work. Earn everything. Nothing's given. Like once you get there, nothing's given. So it's just. Hey, you have to go in here, earn everything, work every day. Um. Definitely. Yeah. Do the best and, uh, I can for my team. And as a freshman, getting to play, I think that's very possible because even at that tackle position, Matt Bedford this previous season uh, filled in for Coy Cronk and ended up doing a great job and getting that starting role. So uh, certainly being able to play as a freshman, I think, could be in the cards, especially uh, uh, as for a tackle as talented as, as you are. Oh, you're going to make me blush. No. I know. I'm, uh, I'm no, but yeah, here. definitely. <laughs> um, I definitely saw uh, what Matt Bedford was able to accomplish last year, and I was like, man. Is a true freshman offensive lineman just balling out here. So, yeah, he, he was excellent. Was, he was that, really that, that's another thing that definitely showed the culture. Like, next man up. Like, hey, he's injured. We don't have any more tackles. Next man up. Next man up, absolutely. Right. And it definitely goes to show, like, even if you look at, for instance, Matt Bedford, like, you look at his, how he went from just being there for the first uh, for six months he was there or first uh, or so, because he was a mid-year graduate, uh, if I remember correctly. He was a mid-year graduate, um, just seeing how he developed. And that's just another thing to go show the development that Coach Hiller and the staff that you can accomplish. Absolutely. Uh, the, the development on this staff, especially, you see it across four years, even as just a, a freshman like him, uh, it's really been incredible on that offensive line. Yeah, definitely. Even especially with the addition of Coach Wellman. Yeah, Definitely. 
Yeah, and, and what what are your thoughts on the strength and conditioning staff? Uh, one last thing before I go. Have you talked to any of the strength coaches that have uh, come in uh, from the New York Giants? Uh, yeah, I have. I've talked to Coach. Uh, I talked to Coach Wellman. Um, talked to Coach Wellman a couple a couple times, and um, he always he he like he like, he's he's very upfront. Hey, the coach, how it's gonna be, how he plans to develop you, how individual how individualized everything is. How this is gonna work, how that's gonna work, um, and it's funny because uh, he um he used to he used to be a strength coach at Michigan, and he and it's funny because like I told you, Taylor One's like my best, my, like my is my favorite offensive tackle in the league, and um he um he coached Taylor One when he was at Michigan. Wow. So it definitely just feels everything feels right. Well, wow, a lot of Michigan connections on the staff: Wellman and uh, Nick Sheridan and uh, Mike Hart both played at Michigan, so. That's yep. pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, one, la- one last thing I was going to say with the offensive coaching staff, uh, of course, new offensive coordinator this year, uh, Nick Sheridan taking over uh, the reins for Kalen DeBoer. Have you had a chance to talk with Coach Sheridan? I'm sure you have, but uh, what all have you heard from him? I definitely have um, talked to him a lot about it. I know he's probably talked to Donovan more about it than me, but um, he definitely, a lot of his plans, like he always, he always tells him a lot of his plans, he needs a, he needs a left tackle. To make them work, so uh, mm-hmm. he's hoping I can come in and be that guy. Absolutely, and uh, and I think he can. I think he can get it done. Uh, Reed Griffin, anything from you guys? Uh, yeah, Patrick, I can tell you uh, you wanted to bring this up earlier, and uh, we touched on this a little bit, but it has been announced that in Indiana, a high school football season is they plan on it happening, but obviously, you can never be too sure of anything these days, so. What's what do you think is going to happen when it comes to whether or not there is a football season, and how do you what do you think that's going to look like as a player? Um, hey, I'm right now. It's uh, like a lot of these things are out of my hands, but uh, right now I really just hope we get to get our season. You know, a lot of guys, um, you know, a lot of not even just on my team, on teams all across the country, um, and all across the state. Like I know like, football, like especially senior year, it's like the last drive for them. It's the last time they'll be able to play football, and I would hate for my for how we for how we end the season last year to be the last time these guys get to play. Yeah, and I, I hope for your sake uh, that you do get to play in some form. Uh, but let's say that it's not safe to play in the fall. How would you feel about a spring season? Um, yeah, that's a that's a little bit of a tough question. Um, I know my. Uh, I plan on because I'm 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 a mid year graduate. Oh, really? Yeah. So if they do have the season in the spring, um, I've been talking to my dad about it because you know it's always it's always it's been a possibility for the past couple of months. So I've been talking to my dad about it and how we would feel about uh, whether or not I would stay or not to do senior year, or if I would just move on, start the next phase in, in college. If they do decide to postpone the season until the spring. Yeah, and that's certainly something to keep an eye on uh, for sure. And I, and I hope for the best for you uh, in regards to your season, especially if you do play. I wish you all the luck in the world uh, this year, your senior year. Thank you. On and off the that. field. Yeah. yeah. All right, Griffin, Reed, anything from you guys? Nothing for me. Um, one last question for me. This is my favorite question to ask to uh, all the recruits we talk to. If you could schedule one non-conference matchup for uh, – for Indiana to play during your time there, who would you want to play the most? Who is your dream opponent? Notre Dame. 
that's also my answer. That's my answer too. My sister goes to Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm from South Bend, so it's a little 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 bittersweet, but hey. <laughs> little I revenge game. To take him down. Oh, I love it. I like it. Last time I you played Notre Dame was 1991 at Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, there has been no return trip to the Rock, so I would hope they could schedule that at some point. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, Josh, uh, I think that's it from us. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Uh, we'd love to have you back sometime if you'd like. Uh, anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Instagram, uh, YVNG, uh, KVNG77, Young King77, two Vs. Uh, appreciate you link my Twitter. Uh, thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we'll see you soon. All right. See you. Bye.